we have our being in your presence. And because of your presence, we are here on today. Lord, hide me behind the cross. Let you be seen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. For you alone are my strength and my redeemer. And I thank you for it. I magnify your name for it. I lift you up for it. For you are a great God. You are a loving God. You are a comp compassionate God. And you're concerned about everything that concerns us. As we sit and listen, let us not be merely hearers, but doers of what you will have to say for us this day. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I thank God for opportunity to be before you on today. I thank God for my pastor entrusting me to be before the people on this day. Thank God for First Lady, Apostle in her absence, and for you for coming out and hearing what, what God had for us on this day. I thank God for my husband, a man of God. God is awesome. God is awesome. No matter what happens in your life, God is able to restore. God is able to give you brand new when you lean and depend on him. And in his timing, he make all things good. Hallelujah. 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 As we had our leadership conference on last weekend, we was compelled to help somebody else. Ezekiel 22 and 30 out of the Amplified reads this. I search for a man among them who will build up the wall, stand in a gap before me for the sake of the land. I would not destroy it, but I found no one, not even one. Who is among you? Who is in your sphere of influence? By you being a saint, who can you help? So often, we don't have to go door to door knocking. We got people among us that's not saved. We got people in our families that's not saved. We got people that we can stand in the gap for and believe God to save their lives. Believe God that their lives and their homes will be changed, that their minds will be changed. He said, I'm seeking someone who will stand up. On today, will you be that someone? that will stand up and be able to help somebody else. We see that the days is getting short and he's short, soon to return and we gotta help somebody else. It's not all about ourselves. We are commissioned to work. That's not a cuss word, that's a do word. Because he said, Jesus, his only begotten son, to die for us because he wanted a family. 
And then when Jesus left, Jesus commissioned us as believers to work and go help somebody else. So I got one objective today, to provoke you to work. I'm going to give you scripture on it. I'm going to let you know that you are accountable to work. But there's a blessing in the work, and you are not alone as you work. Let's go to Matthew 25. And I'm going to start at the 14th verse. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. And each according to his own ability. And immediately he went out on the journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had gained two, gained two more also. But he who had received the one went and dig a hole in the ground of his Lord's money. And a long time, the Lord whose servant came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received the five came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you have delivered unto me five. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you have delivered unto me two talents. Look. I have gained two more talents besides them. He said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here is what you have given me. What is yours? But his Lord answered and said, you wicked and lazy servant. You know that I have reaped where I have not sown and I gather where I have not scattered. So you have ought to deposit my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So the talent from him, he given it to the one who had the 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he who has abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the utter darkness. There will be weeping and gashing of teeth. The master put him in charge of his goods while he was gone. 
He gave them all according to their ability. When he came back, he came to assess them according to how faithful they were with the investments. He's coming back and he's going to evaluate how faithful we are with our investments to attain a profit. It is clear that the, the master sought some profit from the servant's oversight. A gain indicated faithfulness on the part of the servants. The masters reward his servants according to each how they handled stewardship. He judged two to be faithful, and he judged the single one who played it safe received a negative compensation. Are you playing it safe? Are you being faithful with what God has given you? The one thought he was hired, so he said, oh, I just hide it. I just want to do nothing with it. So when he come back, I'm going to give him what he gave me. Are you only giving him what he gave you? Or are you working the things that God has given in your hands to do? Your talents, your gifts, your abilities. I said, okay, God, why did you give the one to the one who had the 10 talents versus the one who had the four talents? They both was faithful and they both was good. He said, because he knew the 10 would be able to handle it according to the abilities that he had given him. Because he was a good steward over what God had already gave him. And he said, I'm going to give them more. So when you begin to do the will of God, he's going to increase you more and more. But if you decide to do nothing, even that is going to be taken away. So all of us have a job to do. You might think it's small. You might think it's nothing. But if God has given you a job, you got to look to him. And believe for increase in whatever he put to your hands. He knows your abilities. He knows your talents. He knows your worth because he created you in his image. But you can't hide. You got to be willing to help somebody else with what you have been given. Five keys. Success is a, prop, is a product of God's work. God placed Adam in the garden to work it, take care of it, and we were made to work. It said it's not about us. It's about helping somebody else. You are among them. Number two, God always give us everything we need to do what he has called us to do. You are not by yourself. You are not in this alone. You have help on board. On your natural, he put his super. But if you decide to walk this journey by yourself, you're defeating the whole purpose on which he came. He came to help and to enable us to be all that we can be for him. Ephesians 2 and 10 even says that. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, 
which God predestined beforehand, taking paths which he has set so that we will walk in them, living the good life, which he has prearranged and made ready for us. So you have been commissioned to do a work, but he did not commission you by yourself. Number three, we are not all created equal. Everybody wants everything that's fair. It's not always fair. Life is not going to be fair. The one talent servant was not capable of producing what the five talent servant can do, and God knew it. That didn't mean the one talent wasn't special. That didn't mean the one talent didn't have nothing to do, but that was the ability that God has given that one talent. So often we look at other people's ground. I wish I can sing. I wish I can play. I wish I, you can't, you can't. If he didn't give you that talent, you can't. But work what's in your hand. What's in your hand? Work it. Shine it up. Wash it off. Make it look good. Work it. So when he returned for you, you can say, hey, you gave me one, and I multiplied that one to two. I did everything that you told me to do. Number four, we work for the master, not our own selfish purpose. The servants are only stewards of the master's investment. It is the quality of their stewardship that the master seeks to measure. The initial money was the master's. The capital that was going to be gained from it was still the master's. It's not ours. Souls that get saved, lives that get saved, we, have, we play a part. But at the end of the day, it's all about the master. And if we can keep that focus, it's easier to deal with people, situation, and stuff. Because your focus is, I am doing the will of, the, of God for my life. Who comes, who goes, if they're meant for me to help or somebody else to help, God go get, get the increase, not me. So when people ain't doing right, ain't saying right, you go to him. Because we are just a steward over this life. Everything that he has given us, he go ask us to give an account for it. We all, all, most of the time we look at it as money. It's not just money. Five, we will be held accountable. What do you want to hear from the master on that day? You want to hear faithful or unfaithful? It's up to you. You're writing the plan now. You're making these choices now. And it's up to you what you want to hear. How are you using the things that he has put in your own hand? Is it just for you? Or are you helping somebody else? Money is a part of stewardship but it's a small part. Stewardship is about everything that's in your life. How you use your time, how you use your resources, 
how you take care of your health. We are the temple of God. Are we killing ourselves with a fork and a spoon? Are we being a good steward over our body? Are we helping when we can help? He said, when you did it to the least of them, you did it unto me. Where did we see you hungry? Where did we see you thirsty? Where did we see you sick and in prison? He said, when you did it to the least of them, you did it unto me. So with our time, we got to watch our time. Are we on social media all day? Are we watching TV all day? Or are we seeking what he wants us to do for the day? That's what he's asking us for. Because it's about his people. It's about us working. Spiritual preparation must be made ahead of Christ's return. It cannot be made at the last minute. You got to be prepared. You got to do that now. You can't wait to the last minute and think you're going to make it in. The one that said, tomorrow is not promised to you. Will you be ready when he come? No man knows. So are you ready when he come? That's a personal thing. That's those things that you have to look back and see. If he came for me today, would I be ready to go? If the answer is no, Get it right. Because we don't know when he's coming. But we must be ready. Or will we be like the foolish versions? His return occurred at the time that they least expected it. They wasn't ready. So when he came, they couldn't go back with him because they was not ready. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave gifts to the church with varied. He also appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God to God's people, some as evangelists who will spread the good news of salvation, and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service, to build up the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer reaching to the measure of fullness of Christ manifesting in his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. So the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, pastor, teacher, apostle, they're just to equip us to work. So often we think the, the pastor, the apostle, the evangelist, the teacher is the only people that are supposed to work, right? But that scripture said is to teach us to work. Are you working? Are you helping somebody else? 
Are you concerned that somebody else make it in? Are you concerned that that person is feeling hopeless and you can offer them Jesus? You might can't fix their problems or their situation, but you know a man who can help them. Are you concerned? Because he's, he's study saying it's not about us, it's about him. To respond to Jesus' love is to obey his commands. To obey his commands is to reach out to others in love. That's how we respond, that we help somebody else. In your neighborhood, are you trying to help somebody else? In your family, are you trying to help somebody else? Are you trying to help somebody else? Your labor in the Lord will not be in vain, but we have a job to do. Let's look, look at Luke 5, starting at the first verse. And it was so, as the multitude pressed him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he took and got into one of the boats, which were Simon's, and asked him to put, pull out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, lunch out in the deep and let your nets down. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And when he had let, when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so that they had begun to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all we were with him were astonished at all the fish that were taken. And also with James and John, the sons of Jebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid for now, on you will catch men. So they brought their boats to the land. They forsook all and followed him. This talks about stewardship. Taking what you have been given and doing your best. When stewardship, we got to examine what we do well and what we don't do well. And even those things that we don't do well, we got to ask God to help us. We're not perfect. We need help. Two, Lord, get in my boat. Whatever I have, whatever I'm doing, I can't do it by myself. I need your help to get in my boat with me. Three, nevertheless, I would trust you when I don't see it. Peter didn't see it because they had toured all night. 
when he came up, they was being a steward over their nets. Because this is money making. So I'm cleaning it. I'm preparing it. I'm getting it ready when we do it again. Not that we're going to do it again right then and there. But nevertheless, because you said it, I trust you. Do we trust God enough? When we can't see our way, we say nevertheless. Four, from nothing to more than enough. Toward all, all night, got nothing. To more than enough, so they were able to be a blessing to somebody else. Do you just got enough? Get some more so you can help somebody else. And five, salvation took place. Peter became a disciple that day. If you can do this, oh, let me, let me come see what else you can do. Salvation took place for the fishermen. These were his first disciples. These were the ones he had called after being tempted of the enemy to do a job for him. But Christ showed love. Christ showed Peter, I'm, I'm in this with you. You not by yourself. You don't have to toil by yourself. So whatever seat you're sitting in, make sure you're not in that seat by yourself. Make sure the Lord is in it with you. Let him get in your boat. Let him get in your car. Let him get in your situation. Let him get in your circumstance. You can't figure it out. You need his help. That's why he came, to help us. We got to work. So the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. People are dying daily that don't know them. And you got, the, you got the word. You got the answer. Jesus can help you through this. Life struggles, life situations. We got help on board. And we got to let our light shine that others will be able to see Christ. If you're not on board, get on board. Ask him to help you in your situation. Because we leading somebody. If it's just our kids, we leading our kids. What are we showing them? How are we helping them? I used to tell the boys, even if I'm not around, God see and know everything. Why? Because I'm not going to be around. But I gave them Christ to be that anchor when I'm not around. When they facing stuff that they don't want to tell mama about. When they grown doing their own thing. I had to give them that anchor of Christ because that was that same anchor that was given to me. And we got to be able to give that to our family. We got to stand in the gap for our young people. The enemy is trying to get our young people. We got to stand in the gap. We got to stand in the gap and hold up that standard and tell them, baby, you can make it. Nope, life ain't going to be fair. But God can help you get through this life. 
He has great things for you. And that's why we got to read and meditate the word. Because the world, the world come against us on a daily basis saying what we can't do. And you got to wash yourself with the word and know what God is saying in your situation. Know what God is saying in your circumstances. Know that you are empowered. Know that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. It's not by yourself. It's because of his empowerment that you can do the things that you do. You got to know that you're going in and you're coming out is blessed because he's blessing. As you slept on last night, nothing came against you because of him. And we got to acknowledge that. And we just got to give somebody else those simple truths. First, they're going to look at our lifestyle because we are the living epistles. And when we mess up, because we're not perfect, we repent and we keep on moving. But he calls us to help. James 1 and 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and doeth not, he is a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And he observes himself, goes away, and, and immediately forget what kind of man he was. But he who look in the perfect law of liberty and continue in it and is not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. What did he show you on today? What is your part that you have to play? If you're not in the race, get in the race. Because he's your help. He's your strength in these times. You can't do it by yourself. You're spinning your wheels. It ain't going to be done. But with him, it will be done. But he sent help on board for you. To let you know you're not alone. He see the tears you cry. He's there for you. Get to know him. Life is short. Some people that was in 18 ain't going into 19. We don't know if it's going to be us. But when he come, will you be ready? Ezekiel 22 and 30 again. And it's out the easy read Bible. I ask the people to change their life and protect their country. I ask people to fix the walls. I wanted them to stand by the holes in the wall and fight to protect their city. But no one came to help. Are we willing to help somebody else? He asking us to fight. We got a lot of things going on in the city of Flint that we need to fight for, that we need to pray for. Are you going to fight? Are you going to work? 
Are you going to stand in the gap for your family, for your neighbors, for your coworkers, for that unsaved person that their lives will be changed? And pray until you see change, no matter who it is. If it's your kids not doing what they need to do, pray and ask God to turn it around. Because we're just a steward even over them. They're his kids. He just allowed them to come through us. And most of us at their birth, we gave them back to them. So we can't fret, we can't worry. We got to trust him even with our kids. The jobs that he's given us. We're just a steward. But we have to be faithful. Will you please stand? As the word went forth, as you looked at the mirror, if you had something in your eyes, you took it out. As you see your own reflection, what did he show you? Where's the part that you can measure up in? If he's not on board, confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Acknowledge that he died for you. and make him Lord of your life. If he's on board, but you don't have that empowerment to live right, to stay right, to do right, ask him for the Holy Ghost, a gift to help you live this life where he put his super on your natural, that you can handle whatever comes your way through him. Oh, you just seen that. I am the among them. I will stand by the holes. I will protect my city. I will protect my family. I will help somebody else and not just myself. And if this was just confirmation, you on the right track. I've been showing you the plan and you're walking in it. Stay on the track. And if you're looking for a church home, Destiny is a great place. We would love to have you. But wherever you are, wherever you go, he has a plan and a purpose for your life. You're not in this fight by yourself. There is help. To help you make it through. That we can help somebody else. To be all that they can be. For the Lord. And that our light will shine. That others will be able to see him. I thank God for that on today. 
I thank God for your lives and that y'all will never be the same. That y'all will see the empowerment that God has given each one of us. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your empowerment. We thank you for your saving grace and mercy. Lord, you see and you know each individual. You know what each individual is standing in the need of. I ask that you bless every home, everyone that they are among, that they will see that they can help their brother, their sister, their neighbor, whoever around them that needs your help. You have equipped us to help somebody else. And with the talents and with the things that you have given us, we dare not hide them. But we will help and be productive and be fruitful to you. And Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you as we looked in the mirror and we've seen ourselves. We're not going to just be merely hearers but we are going to be doers of your word. And we're going to continue to measure up and be the statue of the man and the woman of God that you are calling for us to be. As we enter into our mission field, empower us, open our eyes that we can see, open our ears that we can hear what you are saying unto us, that we can be prepared whenever you come back for us. Because we don't know the day. We don't know the hour. But you told us to be ready for when you come back. Because we are just ambassadors. We are just stranger, strangers and pilgrims. This is just our temporary home. Because one day we're going to be in our eternal home, which is in heaven. That's why we live in the life that we live. So that we can hear, well done. Thy good and faithful servants. And that we won't enter in by ourselves. But we have other people's lives that we have touched and impact because of you. Just like our example, Jesus. We are those disciples that will go and help somebody else. And Lord, we thank you for what you have done and for what you are doing right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for hope. Thank you for restoration, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We will no longer be the same. Thank you, Jesus. It's not all about us. It's about helping somebody else, Lord, and we thank you for it. We thank you for filling our cups to our overflow, Lord. We thank you for your empowerment, your wisdom, your knowledge. We thank you, Lord, that we are your children. We are the cause.
to do the work, Lord, that you have commissioned to each one of our hands to do. So, Lord, have your way in this place is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. If anybody want to get saved, they seen that I haven't been living like I, I ought to. I want to come in the family. We ask that you come up and we pray. If anyone's seen themselves and say, hey, I got to do better. And if you want special prayer, we're willing to pray with and for you. If not, if you just measured up in your seat, whatever he tell you to do, do it. There's no job that's too little if it's the job that the master have given you. Amen. God bless you. Mm -hmm.